Hey, what's up? Welcome to the sixth episode of Movie Dumpster. We're talking Venom from 2005, directed by Jim Gillespie. I'm Joe Lascola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw, and... Uh... Yeah, welcome to the dumpster. Every soul that she ever met was inside that suitcase. So if those snakes got set free, and if they killed Ray, the evil of countless souls is inside of him right now. First, I just want to put this out there. I had my entire fucking foot in my mouth, and we were talking about horror movies that we want to do. Yep. Yeah, well, I fucking foolishly said that this had some kind of involvement from Wes Craven, and I was like, yeah! Well, it doesn't at all, whatsoever. <laughs> uh, he didn't direct it, he didn't produce it, he didn't write it, he didn't do shit for this fucking movie, and I have no idea why I was drawing that connection. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big old dumbass. Instead, you get the director of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Basically making the same film with a different villain. You're telling me, holy shit! He also did I See You with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, really? Yeah, that was like the only other notable movie he directed. Oh, I'm thinking See No Evil with Kane. No, 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 no. I don't even know what the fuck this shit's about. I've never actually seen it. I vaguely remember liking that movie, Connor. It's not bad. It's worth it to watch Kane kill someone by shoving a cell phone down someone's throat. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty awesome. So, this movie has three screenwriters, okay? And all of them have only written for fucking video games. Oh. Yeah, I read that on uh, Wikipedia. I thought that was kind of interesting. With the exception of Brandon Boyce, he's one of the writers, and I believe one of the uh, original concept guys, he wrote the screenplay for Apt Pupil and Milk. Really? Which is really strange, yeah. Wow, those are two movies I would never think of when talking about this fucking uneventful trite. Exactly. But, like, you got three fucking writers on this, okay? But all they've written is fucking video games. Like, what? And this movie was supposed to coincide with the release of a video game. I'm, wait, what? Yeah, it was a video game script, and they were like, we should make a fucking movie out of this. What a fucking profoundly stupid idea. I mean, I love video games, and there are some really good games that have good stories, but like, especially in 2005, I don't think there was too much in the video game space that was like blowing people out of their seats like a movie was. We're way off from that. Like, if this was done in like a kind of until dawn way, right? I can get on board with it if it was a video game. You know, you got some voodoo shit going on, you got a Jason Voorhees-esque bad guy. It's fine for a video game. It would be fine because in the thick of it, you'd have a bit of a different emotional reaction to it. When you're like outside of all this, you're like, this is so fucking, it's nothing. This movie is nothing. It's a big nothing. And to play off what you're saying, Connor, like if it's a video game, like you as the player has some kind of uh, control over the events, you know. Yes. You know, it still could be a shit game at the end of the day, but at least you had some kind of input. This movie, you're just sitting there like, I, uh, like, uh. I have to suffer through this 90 minute experiment of absolute blandness and there's nothing i can do about it not only do you have nothing to do but the movie has nothing to do either absolutely not it's fucking so boring like i didn't i I remember liking this movie but uh yeah it's a piece of shit so let's get down to the nitty-gritty of this we open with an, an old woman doing some voodoo shit in a hole, and she's digging up this thing, and you don't know if it's a body or what, or if she's burying something or what have you. She digs up this suitcase, and she finds Jumanji, and she pulls it out. If only it was that simple. 
then Eric could have rolled a double and, you know, got his ass out of Dodge. <laughs> so she pulls out this suitcase, right? And we don't know what's in it, but there's something moving around inside. And then fast forward, we see these bunch of teens chilling out a fucking burger joint. It looks like a Sonic or something. It's all exterior and um, it looks very local and homey. I wrote, they're hanging out at the local Honker Burger while Click 5's Just the Girl Plays. Edgy. Get used to this fucking burger joint because we're going to come back here like six fucking times. <laughs> Because this is just one of the sets they were like, hey, we're just going to have to keep putting that right back in there. Get used to seeing the same four locations just regurgitated. The same goddamn scene over and over and over again. So first we're introduced to, I believe it's the main chick, Eden. Do we see her first? Maybe. I don't remember anybody's names because I was instantly turned off to everyone I saw. I blocked everybody out except Megan Good because I had a big crush on her. I blocked everybody out except for Ray because Ray is the only character in this movie who I felt any kind of sympathy for. <laughs> Ray gets it right up the ass. Which I'm going to get to in a few minutes once we actually get to his whole spiel. Yeah, so I, I wrote down pretty much all their names just as the movie like progressed every time like eventually, oh, okay, that's person's name. Oh, okay, that's their name so you have you know every stereotype from a horror movie slasher ever you've got tammy and what was the other one's name patty that's bijou phillips yeah so they're like kind of like the characters like patty what, what, was, what was her thing she uh she hangs out with the other one that is a is a they're kleptomaniacs or, or just you know kind of i guess they're just they're just nothing i can't even tell you what they're there for they're there to die they're a bland caricature of mischievous we're naughty teens, ha! Insert naughty teen, and there you go. Remember Jason X? Those two girls in the simulation? We love alcohol and premarital sex. That's exactly what they are. Think no further. The joke is on you, though, because these are real characters in this movie. <laughs> yes, that's the problem. So then you have the one from Ricky. Then you have the secondary protagonist, uh, Eric, who is uh, Eden's ex-boyfriend you find out and his best friend Sean who's kind of a prick oh ho, ho. yeah but Eric's a real piece of shit too we'll get to yeah, that yeah yeah but and then I, there's a there's two other characters that work with Eden that are a little less prominent in the film till the later half are uh, her her co-worker and friend Rachel and then her other co-worker uh Cece which you find out shortly after the uh, the characters introduced that actually that old woman from the beginning of the movie is her grandmother so we're hanging out at this burger joint and we're and all these kids are just drinking because that's what they do throughout this whole movie. Literally every scene, they're either drinking at the fucking the fast food place, they're drinking down by the lake, they're drinking down at the gas station. That's all they're doing. They're teenagers. Yeah, I know they're teenagers, but there's no good story elements to any of them. This is a horror movie that is so content with wrestling on its fucking laurels and not doing anything out of the box at all yeah i mean like even the main character like even her the, like eden she has a little bit of a character that they they delve into somewhat for like a second but even her she's pretty bland other than that it's all completely inconsequential though none of it matters oh uh, gonna. she has like basically two character traits she doesn't have a car because she's trying to pay off her tuition for college uh so she rides a bike everywhere and her father i didn't even catch that shit yeah and her father died under mysterious circumstances that's it wow that's wait that's in the movie I didn't even remember that. I didn't know that she was she was riding a bike because she was trying to pay off school. I thought she was riding a bike because it's the fucking South and that's what people do. No, I just thought she was a teenager that didn't have a car. Now, you know, her one friend makes like a bad joke about it. She's like, uh, you know, why don't you get a car? Like, join the, you know, 21st century. And she and then, you know, Eden's like, you know, she does like the, you know, hand scale kind of motion. And she's like, tuition? 
or car payment. Tuition or car payment. And then she rides off on her bike. That fucking flew right past me. The problem is that flew past me because every time one of them spoke, I just heard wham, 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 wham. Yeah, it was like the Charlie Brown teachers. And the only other reason I, I could see why they would put her only choice of vehicle is a bike is just to build up like fake tension where it's like, oh shit, something's coming to get her and she's on a bike. <laughs> Never followed up on <laughs> That doesn't even fucking happen. And then later in the movie, she's driving a fucking stick shift giant truck. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, she never said she couldn't drive. Yeah, but that's bullshit. I don't believe that for a second. They mention it real quick, like in passing. Eric turns to Sean and he's like, yeah, she's studying to become a doctor because her dad died or some shit. And I don't give a fuck about that. Oh, my God. Everybody in this movie is a fucking piece of shit. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> So we're at this fucking burger joint, and we're introduced to this band of shitheads, and then our main uh, antagonist protagonist? What do you want to call him? Uh, you know what? He's a protagonist in my mind. This is this is Ray's movie. It's totally Ray's movie, but, like, Ray doesn't deserve the shit that he's getting whatsoever. No. God, no. First of all, they do so much to make him seem like someone you might get a weird feeling about. He drives a full-on fucking Jeepers Creepers truck, like, and he's oh, got, yeah, like, he tattoos, and he looks like he hasn't shaved in a few days, he's dirty. But then you like you look at him and go like it's this just he just looks like a fucking trucker like that's a trucker there's nothing wrong with him he looks like greaser greg that's exactly what he is he's like one of those guys from the 50s that like just became a a, a grease monkey and owns a gas station he's an older lonely dude who drives a truck of course he's unhappy he's old man marley he's a tough guy with a heart of gold yeah we're given no villainous impulses from him like we're not we're not told in any way that he might be some kind of a bad dude like he's not fred krueger like there's nothing about him that could you could go look at him and go oh he's nasty he's not touching kids he's not killing anybody he's a stereotype he's a guy like you said joe guy with just tattoos who's minding his own business but he's got a nasty scar on his face so he must be bad that's what it was his scar everyone's like oh he's got a scar i'm like oh okay that's that makes him a bad guy i guess how'd you get that scar eating pineapple so poor ray pulls up to this burger joint and all these kids are drinking getting drunk and all he wants is his food and he obviously comes here every night because rachel is working in the joint while the rest of her friends sit outside and just get hammered and she like pulls up his order and he comes and gets it and he gives it to her what have you then bijou phillips for whatever reason is talking about her tits and she like gets up and ray's eating his fucking hamburger in his truck and she's like pulls her tits out and she's like she's like hey ray want to see my tits nope can't have them (laughs) and then like runs back to the group of kids like instead of that's something you do you would do and like run away (laughs) but she's running away like 10 feet away no she just runs backwards like she's still in the line of sight and ray just fucking rolls up his window He's like, I don't want them fucking tits. Yeah, and he finishes his beer. He's also like, again, he's just he's just this dude who's like, I just want to eat my fucking sandwich. Like, leave me the fuck alone. But you don't want to fuck with that guy. He probably has killed someone or like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, they definitely like try to put the idea in your head that he looks bad, but he's not a bad guy. But then he's like in his car, like fucking down in a... a, a, a Budweiser. Well, his life does suck. I mean, let's not uh, mince words here. Hey, he's the happy towing company. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or something like that. Want to pump my fucking gas? Yeah, it's called like Happy Time Gas Station or whatever. Was there anything in between here and the big, the big, I guess, origin for what he becomes? No. We just go right to that? It's just nothing. It's just some more scenes of them fucking around, talking about literally nothing, and then Rachel leaves for the night to go home. So she's riding her bike, and uh, Eric rolls up on her, and, he, and he's like, hey, babe, what's up? Like, are we like still together? Together? You, like, broke up with me. And she's like, the fuck are you talking about, asshole? Are we broken up? What's happening? Oh, my God. She's like, you fucking broke up with me, jerk off. And he's like, no, what? Oh, dude, no way. 
That's not how I remember it. That's not how it happened. I just said some really fucked up shit to you and you never talked to me again. You gotta keep in mind, too, he decides to park his vehicle on a one-way bridge. Okay, yes, this is very important because this is leading to why everyone in this movie is a piece of shit. They don't give a fuck about anything. It is a one-way street and they are taking up all of the room. <laughs> there is one character that is concerned, but I will get to that when we get to it. They're on this bridge and Eric is just like telling Eden why she's nothing and she should just stay where she is and, you know, love his stupid ass. Don't have any aspirations. Don't think outside the box. Stay in this small town and die in a small house by yourself or with me. It's up to you. Don't be a strong career woman. You gotta stay home with me and, like, make me sandwiches and shit. Don't you get it? Yeah, like, what was his game plan there? Just to be a fucking scum. Yeah. So Ray comes rolling up, I guess on his way home or back to the back to the old uh, gas station or what have you, and, you know, being the nice guy he is he stops because he knows this kid's a piece of shit and he's like and he's talking to Eden and he's like he's like oh you know you got a problem here and he's like nothing's wrong Ray just keep going yeah like Ray pulls up and he's like hey this looks weird and like does what a normal person would do and be like hey is there anything wrong and Eric's like fuck off (laughs) yeah would you just like leave already, Ray? He keeps calling him Ray. You're you go away, Scarface. And I'm like, this guy's gonna get out of his car and beat you with a fucking tire iron. Like, you watch your mouth. Yeah, they're, they're they're also scared of him, but then they mouth off to him. It's also like Ray. Like again, we're given no indication that he's a bad dude. But like, you take one look at me, you go like, I wouldn't fuck with him. Yeah, you wouldn't fuck with this guy. Not in a million fucking years. Ray changes the subject. He's like, Hey, asshole! Like, you know, you're fucking parked on a one way bridge, right? And he's like, Well, you're in the middle of it, dude. <laughs> And then I shit you not, like, literally right after that exchange of dialogue, the fucking voodoo grandma comes tear-assing around this corner and just fucking crashes right into his fucking car and then break and then like falls off the bridge so she's like te- it's like it's like that scene in Ghost Dad where he's like teetering on the fucking bridge it's Beetlejuice it's the, they're they're teetering off the side of the fucking tunnel there so they're all like holy shit what the fuck and Ray's like yeah see what happens stupid ass when you park on a fucking one way bridge and he even says he's like, he's like this is your fucking fault stop being an asshole yeah and he's like no it's your fault man here is why this movie belongs to Ray because in the midst of all this chaos with an unconscious woman whose car is teetering over the edge he leaps into action, grabs this woman, takes her out of the car, and then, like, he goes back because he's like, oh, she has stuff here. He's like, I'll grab this, too. Well, she keeps saying to him, get something, something, suitcase, suitcase. So, he, yeah, he's like, oh, it's important. I better get this. And he has no fucking reason to risk his life for this woman. No fucking reason. He climbs in and she's like, there's a game in the backseat. A game with drums. You gotta grab it. <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, whatever, I'm just going to get you first. So he pulls her out, and she's safe. Like, Ray could walk the fuck away, hero. Why the fuck would you go back into that fucking car for this suitcase? Why could you could just dredge it up later, whatever it is? It's not worth dying over. It's fucking stupid. It doesn't make any sense. But still, it's like it's 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 also like in a hole. It's a completely selfless thing he does. It's like a martyr for no reason. He gets killed because plot. Yeah, but spoiler: there's fucking there's voodoo snakes inside this suitcase that bite him, and he turns into he turns into Jason Voorhees. Let's not even just let's just cut the middleman out. He <laughs> like part eight though. It's racing Voorhees. Okay? <laughs> 
Holy shit. There's no reason for him to be in that car again. Like, if the woman had, like, died in there or he was trying to save her and then the snakes came out and then, like, bit him and then, like, triggered some reaction where the car fell over and then they both died. I mean, honestly, like, it's probably good that he died because he was the only level-headed character that could have possibly saved any of the other teens' lives. In a different universe, this movie would have ended 15 minutes later because Ray would have saved the day. Okay, so as soon as he saves Grandma, the movie's over. Yeah, basically. But yeah, he goes into this this car, he grabs a suitcase, the fucking snakes bite him, the car falls off the bridge and everything goes underwater yeah and then obviously he dies and he gets bit by voodoo snakes fucking voodoo magic man fucking stole my joke (laughs) (laughs) i was saving it for later because we didn't get there yet one of us was gonna get there come on it's all right i'll do it again fuck it shit happens so ray drowns and dies smash cut the next thing the cops are there and who fucking who who saunters up to the goddamn vehicle none but the method man. Yeah, and apparently it's not even his day to be there. Of course, it's one of those, I was supposed to be wherever else doing something else besides my job. Man, I'm a funny, smack-talking black dude. I'm sure I'll be the first one to die. Oh, here's another problem with this fucking movie. Where is everybody's Cajun accent? Yeah. They're in the middle of the fucking bayou. They are in the middle of, like, the swampiest, swampy swamp area of the South. Like We got, like, New York and Pacific Northwest. We got a bunch of kids who look like from, they're from fucking Connecticut. No, they look like they're from fucking Southern California. <laughs> Especially Eric. He stands up like a sore thumb. Oh, yeah, don't you know, dear? There's a few times where he slips, and he, that's what he sounds like. I don't know. But there's not a Cajun accent to be fucking had in this movie, which is bullshit. Grandma dies for reasons, because we're not even shown that she has a fatal injury. She's just like, they just cut to her in the ambulance, and she did. I guess she has some kind of, like, brain injury, like Richard Gere's wife in Mothman Prophecies, when she, like, smacks her fucking head on the, on the, on the window. So Cece gets there. And she's like, oh, no, my grandma, what happened? She's like, was there a suitcase? And Method Man's like, yeah. Which just proved your point that, like, okay, let the suitcase just go off the edge because we can immediately retrieve it. Yeah, like, it's, well, now that it's open. <laughs> yeah, it's right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here, here's your suitcase back. You you mentioned you like Megan Good. I like Megan Good, too. Here's a problem with her in this movie. From this point forward, she has one emotional state. Constant, teary-eyed just melodramatic on the verge of a of a crying breakdown yeah she's got the jello lip going on the entire time the, re- <laughs> she's like, the, the whole movie she is just whimpering and looking sad and pathetic the whole time she could do more than she's actually letting on yeah and it starts to come out and it's like what the fuck why didn't you fucking do that before well yeah and like like i kind of like hinted at earlier like she's like takes over the role of like the most level-headed character but like all the while like you guys just said like being totally terrified exactly so see she's like oh shit there's some voodoo shit going down and i gotta leave you gotta take me to my grandmother's house right away cc is basically unfortunately her character is just living breathing lore dump She's there for expository explanations of everything. In, like, the worst I way. Mean, I mean, I'm watching this movie sitting there like, why isn't she the main character? She's the only one that has a fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Exactly. But that's it's more compelling, like... As we find out later, like her her grandmother used to be like a uh, like a really famous mumbo that used to take these snakes and suck the evil out of people, and that's cool as shit. And it's pretty fucking cool. And like when they're talking about that, it's like, oh, that's a good idea. But we never explore that. Instead, we're stuck with fucking Eden, who wants to be doc. Like, who gives a shit about that character? It's much more cooler if they were if we stuck with Cece and this was like a whole bloodline thing. You know what I mean? Because you you had an entire voodoo themed horror film as opposed to a by the numbers like sterile slasher movie that's my problem with movies like there's something good there but we just never get there yeah so we cut to the morgue this is the part where you get to hear ray's death rattle (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Mr. Gurgles. Okay. Did anybody else catch the guy on the phone and he's like, oh, yeah, I know this is crazy because remember old man Harley who died in the mill fire? So it was old man Harley was in this fucking movie. No, 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 no. <laughs> he says old man Harley. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. I was like, are you fucking referencing Ed Harley? Like Ed Harley from fucking Pumpkinhead right now? Because Probably. that's all I wanted to Holy watch instead shit. of this fucking movie was Pumpkinhead. It's like exactly the same. I completely missed that reference. If it was a reference, it may be just like weird coincidental writing. I guess, but that's really shitty. Like if you're going to rip off Pumpkinhead, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're going to write the reference right into it like that? Do, while your shitty movie is happening, don't subconsciously remind me that I could be watching something better. Exactly, because that's all I want to do. I was like, you know what? I feel like watching fucking Pumpkinhead now. <laughs> And I just want to watch Home Alone, apparently. So, so yeah, like you said, Sean, he uh, he has this death rattle, and he just, like, burps. And this guy, like, <laughs> comes around and, like, squeezes some water out of his belly. And he's like, ah, it's cool. He's fine. Just had a little gas. He's fine. He's dead. Now he's full-on racing Voorhees. <laughs> Any shred of a character he had left is gone. Now he's just walking Crowbarman. <laughs> he's bad Vudeman, and he's coming for you. <laughs> He's fucking Ghost Rider with that shit. Breaking that chain out. What, they do a fake out where they look back, the body's gone, and then, like, uh, wasn't, weren't we treated to our first of many off-screen kills? Yeah, that's true. They don't show it, do they? The guy working in the morgue is kind of, like, you know, probably doing the right thing, like, checking it out, but, like, not quite. There's just, like, blanks in my memory between, like, stuff that is only important to the advancement of the plot and everything else my brain was like this is completely unconsequential you don't need it yeah i mean they just basically show him walking around the morgue and then like as he's about to go back to the phone like ray fucking jumps through a window at the camera and then it cuts a bird i'm scared jim gillespie loves that fucking window shit because he does it like three fucking times and i know what you did last summer and there was literally no reason for ray to leave the fucking place and then jump back through the fucking window to kill this guy <laughs> Like, what are, why? He goes out the exit and makes a big loop around the building. This window's perfect. And he's like, oh, shit, I forgot about that guy on the phone. Oh, man, if I jump with my legs just forward enough, I'll come in like Jason from part seven. It'd be great. With no payoff. That's the thing with this character. Like, I, I mean, I don't want to jump the gun on the plot, but it's like, they, they set this up when they when they finally do start to explain it a little more, that this guy is basically just brought back to life through this uh, voodoo uh, snake bite, essentially, to, and his only goal is to murder, to feed this, uh, this, this, God and you know if that is it a god or are they just they're like collecting souls or some shit so, I don't know if I fully got it right but yeah something in that vein but if that's the case why isn't he literally like he should be literally just walking up to people and killing them like why is he like so conniving and what I, I like it doesn't add up for me everything is so contrived yeah okay he jumps through a window okay that's kind of cool I guess but why wouldn't if your job is to collect souls you don't need to be picky about it just go collect them yeah he, he should have just walked up to the guy at the phone and killed him I mean I get it's a movie blah 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 but it's just it just doesn't add up it's bullshit so method man tows ray's truck back to the gas station he starts getting spooked you know he starts hearing shit ray shows up and just fucking slams a crowbar right into his fucking throat which is really good like i think i thought this death was really cool but like this is where we start to see like those shitty like flashes like these jittery flashes you know that we loved in fucking the 2000s the the, the late 90s oh. the you know what i'm talking about i'm looking at you house on haunted hill i already said i said right before we we, we, you know, we were we were going through the motions of getting this episode done. I fucking loathe 2000 slashers. Anything around, I love Freddy vs. Jason, but everything that happened, like, basically, like, before and after is garbage. Agreed. It's trash. It's a pile of trash. Those urban legend movies? Yikes. Yeah. 
all the all the summer sequels. The the fu- I, I'm not crazy about Scream Three. I don't like any of the screams. Fucking Cry Wolf and all that stupid shit that came out. Oh my god, Cry Wolf! Get the fuck out of here. Yep. So Method Man gets his fucking ass handed to him. In what could be a cool scene, it kind of just goes nowhere, and then that's it. Yeah, and Ray, who is seemingly teleported from the morgue to his shop, because like Sean said, we have no idea how much time has passed. Now, he does drive his truck later, but he sure as shit didn't drive it back to the place. Nope. You did call him Racing Voorhees, so, like, to be fair. Yeah, so he just, I'm assuming he can teleport. That's why he he's aptly named. He can teleport, yet he still drives a giant truck. He he likes it. it be, you know, how else is he going to get the chicks? It's it's the only thing he has left. My truck. Him and Rump. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Like, Rumpelstiltskin versus Venom? Oh, my God. <laughs> One for the ages. I would watch that fucking movie, and both of them, like, drive their fucking dirty, stupid trucks, and, and while Rump's, like, making quips, running into each other, like, on the road. Right before he gets a crowbar to the face, he's like, oh, fuck, it's me. So, guess guess where we're back to after this? People drinking. Yeah, but guess where? Uh, the lake. Nope. Was it a burger shop? Yeah, the fucking dirty fast food shop. Oh, wow. See, it's all interchangeable. <laughs> they do like a hard cut to like the sun coming up and you know a little bit of like you know eating with the coffee like kind of like remembering her dad and who could care so then they they have the scene where before it goes to the burger shop there's a scene of eating going to the cemetery and she sees her father's grave and they kind of make a point about that and she sees uh, out of the corner of her eyes she sees Ray's truck because uh, I guess his shop's super close to the cemetery. Oh, sense of location. This film is completely out the window. Everything is either separated by miles or it's separated by inches. Yeah, and then there there actually is a reason why he's at that cemetery that's kind of convoluted. No. <laughs> they kind of half explain it at one point in the film, but it doesn't really totally add up. I'll tell you why it's there. I'll tell you why it's there for spoops. Because here we see that tomb that's like open. The little mausoleum. Exactly. And, like, that's where he goes to fucking do his business with the dead bodies. But, like, we're never told why he has to fucking go there. It's it's mentioned at one point um, where Cece said something along the lines of, like, he needs to find, like, a, a sacred grounds to do his dirty work, essentially. Okay. I guess. Whatever. Sure. Or something. But anyway, she sees his truck there and is kind of like, whoa, what the fuck was that about? Like... I thought he was dead. And then you go to the burger shop where Tammy and Patty are are talking with uh, Ricky about how they're going to go to the mall and shoplift some more stuff. These people's fucking names. They're, they're talking about, oh, we're in the middle of the fucking bayou. And she's like, we're going to go to the mall and go to Abercrombie. It's like, you're going to fucking Marshall's or Caldor. All right, you're not going to fucking Abercrombie. The nearest mall is two towns over. Don't fucking joke with me. So they so they say we gotta go to the mall, but then they go to Ray's to like get gas or fill up her tires with air. Is that what happens? Yeah, I don't even remember how they got to Ray's shop at all. I don't know. I'm not sure why they were there. They were there to get killed. Yeah, exactly. Tammy pulls over to get air in her tires from a dead guy, and then Patty goes, "Oh, I gotta use the bathroom. Are oh, you gonna use a dead guy's bathroom?" And, and it's beyond me that this woman wouldn't just fucking go to the side of the building that's about ten feet in front of her and just pop a squat and said she legitimately looks for the fucking bathroom in this like creepy ass garage and the whole time bijou phillips is like making these weird excuses as why she needs to hurry up she's like come on we're gonna hit traffic i'm like what traffic (laughs) you're in the middle of the fucking swamp 
the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hit traffic your town with one way streets. Oh, the mall closes at five, which is a legitimate excuse. But they just ate breakfast. Like what? Yeah, man, we gotta get going. The fucking dirt road is gonna be packed. And meanwhile, she's there berating her friend to hurry the hell up in the bathroom, and then she takes the time to go fucking help herself to the cash register. Okay, if you're gonna steal a dead guy's money, like why wouldn't you just take it all? Like you already decided to be a scumbag. It's not like you can only be a quarter scumbag and and like be a little nice and like leave some money still in the drawer. Yeah, like who's that money for? Does she leave a little bit of money? Yeah, she like takes it all and then she's like and she like second guesses herself and puts back like five bucks and it's like what like oh i didn't take all of it you know i was gonna put it back later i only stole a little bit of money from a dead guy it's okay that's like walking to someone like buying the street opening up their wallet taking their debit card and going what i left his cash all i wanted was a fucking slurpee man i just want to go to the mall go to abercrombie the one who wins the bathroom gets killed first does she not we don't even see it yep you don't see anything she just what she comes in like there's just like body parts no bj phillips walks into the back and she's like, hey, Patty, you in here? Patty. And she, like, walks in, and she sees this pool of blood. It's a fucking massive puddle. It's like someone fucking skinned a deer right there. It's huge. And she's at the door, and she sees this giant blood puddle. And the next cut, she's, like, a step away from it, and she literally puts her foot in it and then does this, like, completely, like, exaggerated fall into it. I paused the movie and walked out of the room when this happened because I couldn't believe that we were stooping to this level. If you want to do the blood gag, that's fine, but it's done so fucking poorly in this section. It's like, wah, wah, how did you fuck that up? It's contrived just to fall on the sword of cliche. That's it. That's all it's done for. This movie's so lazy. Ugh. So she falls on her ass, and Patty's hanging from the fucking ceiling. Were there, like, hooks and chains and everything? Yeah. Why is Ray's garage set up with several dozen hooks and chains? Because the Cenobites are bunking down in fucking Ray's garage. <laughs> so Patty's hanging from the fucking ceiling because Jesus wept. And uh, all of a sudden, Ray comes out of nowhere with like this CO2 hose, I guess. Yeah, what the fuck was that? He takes the CO2 hose and he like, he's like, hey audience, you see this? Ah, and he fucking presses the button and it like shoots CO2 on this fucking car part. And he's like, yeah, look at that. It freezes shit. Oh, check this out. And she screams and then he fucking hoses the PO of the camera. And we see nothing. It's so bad. We don't see anything. There's no payoff this. Although beforehand, she does the dumbass thing of like, as opposed to running for her life, what is she like? It's after she slips in the blood, she somehow ends up crawling. <sighs> she crawls underneath a jacked up car. And then Ray is like, oh, well, you're dumb. And then he just fucking drops a car on her because she's an idiot and deserved it. And that was fine. Yeah, that's cool. I would I would prefer if he just dropped the whole car on her and that's how she died. It's just this whole sequence is just shot like shit. It's just garbage. At the very least, House of Wax had cool shit in it. Because that's that kind of what this movie reminded me for some reason. I kind of like the remake of House of Wax. I like House of Wax. Like, House of Wax gives you the fucking payoff of seeing Paris Hilton get a pipe through the forehead. It delivers the goods, that's the thing. That movie plays out a lot more like, tor- like the original tourist trap. And this movie just gives you nothing it just with it deliberately withholds any kind of like horror movie payoff at every turn so now now our body counts up to four and not a single one of these has you know impacted the movie whatsoever so i believe we go to you go to the lake next we go to the lake next okay i love this this ever it's like now we're at the are we at the burger place are we at the lake are we at the gas station again who knows i could give a shit (laughs) so we're at the lake blah blah fucking blah we find out that uh chris or sean is ray's kid 
plot twist. This fucking plot thread is like non-existent. They lean on this so fucking hard. And then towards the end, they're just like, what do you mean he's his son? We completely forgot about this. You have two characters that you could really play. Like, again, you have Cece and you have Sean that you can play with and make this movie interesting. And we just don't. We're just like, oh, yeah, he's raised kid. There's n- there's no payoff. And it's like, OK, so uh, so what's the deal? Are we going to have like a father son like face off or or what? Nope. <laughs> you had a good chance at actually doing some character development and they just backed off like, effort what do you mean they say interesting things in passing and then just talk about nothing and it was like wait a second what the fu- what he's like oh i'm drunk man and i hate my dad and my dad's not dead and he's back or whatever and i have mixed feelings about it oh i'm gonna go ride my motorcycle and he jumps on his fucking moped and just takes off to go to the gas station <laughs> This is the scene that's been killing me for weeks. I'm mad and drunk. And his girlfriend's like, Eric, go after Sean. He's drunk. So he's like, okay, gotta go take care of it. And then magically, it's nighttime. But by the way, it's like it's like four o'clock in the summer. So it's got to be what? 8 30 9 o'clock at this point yeah so it took them you know it took them four hours to get back to the fucking gas station four hours to get back to the fucking gas station which by the way we were just at the gas station yep and this dude's got to be sober by now no but he's he's not no he's still he's still drinking no no he's he's still he's he's still fucking pounding them back and then he goes on this whimpering tirade about how he's gonna grow up to be a gas station junkie whatever the fuck and then just starts yelling ring my bell eric ring my bell stomping on the fucking I, this this drove me fucking <laughs> he's, bananas he's like oh yeah i'm gonna be i guess my dad's dead now so i'm gonna be the town freak or whatever i'm gonna be a train ring my bell eric ring my bell i'm gonna get some tattoos and a scar on my face you see this ring my ring my bell <laughs> you gonna ring my bell eric it's just fucking so stupid. Okay, this is the one character that you've invested any time in, and now you've made me want to see him dead right now. It's just infuriating. So he gets all pissed off. He's like, oh, I hate my dad. And he goes inside, he starts fucking shit up. It's already a mess in there, so he's just, like, making an improvement. I guess, like, his grade school picture, like, falls out of a folder or some shit. And he's like, oh, my Ray really did care. He was like my dad. <laughs> I didn't get to, like, make amends with him before he died. Now, this isn't said, but this is, like, what it was kind of making me think about. Oh, no, it's a, it's a total visual implication. And again, they do nothing with it. It goes absolutely nowhere. Like, they could have taken this time to, like, have a scene between Sean and Eric where, like, oh, you know, I don't know, anything. <laughs> It could have been anything about his relationship with his father. That's some box art quotes right there. I don't know. Anything. That that little temp, like, his Hall of Fame hissy fit, like, it feels like it goes on for five minutes. I bet after they filmed that, they were, like, walking around, like, woo! Man, that was good! In the can! That was, oh, that was quality. This is where they discover some, you know, some bodies, correct? So after he finds the picture, he just, like, leaves, and Eric's, like, standing in there. And then outside, you hear, like, off screen, he's like, oh, shit, man! And then Eric runs out and he's just like throwing up. It's just a fucking slaughterhouse in the uh, in the garage. They see a giant puddle of blood that has some kind of like of satanic symbols on the ground. Yeah, like there's these snake symbols and shit like on the ground. At this point, like everything just blends together because I feel like we do a breakneck run for the climax, which drags on and on and on and on and on and on. So they find all this shit at the garage, like the the symbols and all the bodies and shit. And then do we don't we just cut to Cece's house? Yeah, nobody goes to the cops. 
Nobody calls anybody. No. We just go to Cece's house, and it's fucking, it's, it's Eden, the other kid that nobody gives a shit about, and, um... I don't even know his name. I don't know his name either. And, uh... Sean's girlfriend. Rachel? I think it's Rachel. And they go to... But, like, they go to Cece's house. Why? Again, no one goes to cops. Nobody calls their parents. Nobody calls anybody. They just go to their friend's house. And then we get, like I mentioned before, an expository lore dump that is just... It's just lots of, like, voodoo, poopy caca nonsense. It doesn't make any... It doesn't matter. It doesn't go anywhere. Megan Good is just whining the whole time. Just... just I mean, he has to collect souls. <laughs> She's like, oh, Ray, Ray's back. And Cece's like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> We're like, okay, so what's happening? And she's like, well, you see, my grandmother was a mumbo, and she had these snakes. It would suck the evil semen out of everybody. Or something. You're not told why she does this, or how she does this, or why it matters at all. It's just that she did it, and here we are. And after what seems to be a few minutes of bickering, like, all of a sudden, uh, Ray is just there. They go outside, and his truck is there. Yeah, his truck's there. Yeah, but why? I don't. I forget, like, how he shows up there. No, they, they run out, and Rachel's uh, little doom buggy's fucking flipped over. Oh, they go to leave. Sean, why the fuck did they even go to Cece's house in the first place? Um, they went there because uh eden realizes wait cc the second she saw her grandmother dead she like knew something was wrong about the suitcase oh, okay but again put this in a real world situation if i stumble upon a garage full of blood and weird ass symbols i'm calling every cop in the area in the next state i'm calling everybody but you're also not eric yeah <laughs> and this way they're like we gotta go to our weird friend's house i just realized that like right before method man dies doesn't he like call in and he's like oh there's a problem and then he gets fucking shanked yeah He's like trying. He, he doesn't give his location for some odd reason, but yeah. Yeah, but we never hear another word about it. Like, no, nah, no. Nah, and yeah. they knew that he was going to drop off Ray's truck. We also never see another police officer in the rest of the movie. Um, they totally mention it because when they're at the lake, uh, it comes up, and that's why Eden's like, shit, like maybe Cece knows something. Because they mentioned the guy from the morgue, they mentioned the cop, and they mention mention uh a couple other characters that they know for a fact are either missing or or. I guess missing. They don't know they're dead because they don't find the bodies till the end of the film. But yeah, it definitely comes up. Yeah, they go outside and they're like, I guess that's what the bottom of a car looks like. Oh, hey, Ray, what's going on? <laughs> and then Ray, who was like, when I saw Friday the 13th remake, I was like, wow, they turned Jason into a fucking decathlete. And Ray is like, he has pinpoint accuracy with this fucking crowbar shit. He can whip this. First of all, it's it's a crowbar and a chain combo. And like, it doesn't matter where he is. Like, he's fucking Catwoman with this chain. He can whip it across a goddamn lawn, hit you with the like wrap it around your ankle and fling you around like a rag doll from like a hundred feet away he fucking whips his crowbar at rachel and like knocks her to the ground if she got hit with this fucking <laughs> this is the first of people getting hit with things that defy the law of physics okay <laughs> If she got hit with that fucking crowbar, she would either A, be knocked out, or her fucking skull would be punctured and she'd be dead. I don't know how many, I don't know the last time someone picked up a crowbar before. That shit's heavy. So they, yeah, Rachel gets hit. Her, her boyfriend? Who's the other dude? I can't remember his name. Ricky. Ricky. Who the fuck cares? They go to run back in the house for whatever reason. Well, because the house is blessed, and if they run back into the house, then Ray can't get them. Oh, we don't know that yet. Hold on. I'll get to that. They go to run into the house, and Ricky, taking the place of a large-breasted woman in a Friday 13th movie, runs, trips on absolutely nothing on the staircase, and gets stabbed with a crowbar. But he just lays there for a while. He just lays there. He's like, ow, my toe, and then just gets brutalized. Everybody runs in the house, and they're like, come on, Rick, get up, and he's 
just literally laying on the steps waiting for Ray to come over to shove a fucking crowbar through his leg. It's too late for me. Go in the house. Well, Ray shoves the crowbar through his fucking leg and he can't get it out. And then Ray just comes. No, no, no. Before that, he's like waiting for him to come over to do oh, that. Oh, okay. Got you, got you. Like he had plenty of time to get up and go into the house. Yeah, so they go in the house and everyone's like, oh my God, call the cops. And she's like, this house is blessed or whatever the hell nonsense. And then my favorite line of the movie, she says, Cece says the house is blessed. He can't get in. And Rachel goes, maybe your mom should have installed a phone instead of blessing the fucking house. And I started laughing, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's a good point. Now we got some, like, Demon Knight shit, Sleepy Hollow shit going on. Ray walks up to Ricky and just, like, with minimal effort, just, like, pops his arm off. There's not even, like, a struggle. He just literally pops it off like it's fucking made of jelly. We don't even see that. It, like, cuts, and he, like, rips it off. And it's like, what the fuck? Just pulls it off casually. Yeah, and then he, and, and then he uses his fucking arm like a pen. <laughs> And he writes, he puts a big S on the on the house for whatever reason. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. And then we get, like, don't we get more lore dump? Yeah, which we kind of already, like, covered. But, like, it, it's explained a little bit more about, like, how they could possibly beat this thing. But no one really wants to listen. And then Sean and Eric show up and basically Ray tries to take them out. Oh, that's right. And this is where they get it. This is where somebody has a shotgun, right? Yeah. Before that, Cece's like, wait, I don't know how to stop it. Like, I, I'm not a real mumbo. And sh- it's just like, you have the snakehead amulet necklace thing. And she's like, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I was a real bad student. And, like, another character that doesn't know what to do with it later just figures it out. And all it is is just showing it to fucking Ray. <laughs> That's all it is. And then he hisses like a vampire. Like, it's it's literally the necklace that controls the snakes. So why the fuck wouldn't she just put it on and try that in the first place? She's the granddaughter of this voodoo priestess. Like, how does she not know that? It's, I like how, she, like, she, like we mentioned before, like, it should be her movie. And it's like the writers just took it from her and handed it to somebody else who's far less interesting. <laughs> I know, but, like, it's just stupid. It, oh, it's dumb. Yeah, she's like, I don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, she has a really fucking hackneyed idea. So Sean goes outside, and uh, if anybody was hoping for some kind of plot resolution to him and Ray being related, guess what? Well, we need to also mention how he does go outside. So first him and Eric show up. And they run in because they see, like, you know, the undead Ray. And, uh, you know, basically they talk about how, oh, yeah, he can't get us while we're in here, so we're safe. But Sean stands in the one fucking spot that he could get at him. He stands right in front of this giant window... And Ray just fucking pulls his old Ghost Rider move and fucking whips the chain at him. Ray scorpions his ass out of the window. He gets fucking headless horseman right through the fucking window. <laughs> which is kind of which is kind of cool. It's not bad. It's not a it's not a bad gag. I kind of like it. No, I kind of dig the entire idea of like a, a chained crowbar that someone can just use like a fucking like a missile. Yeah, but like if he can't get you because he can't come in, he's gonna throw some shit through the window to snag you. And that is easily the, one of the coolest scenes in uh, Sleepy Hollow too. Oh, for sure. I love that fucking sequence. But uh, yeah, Sean gets ripped outside and they have like don't they have like a millisecond of like oh maybe something's gonna happen yeah eden does like save them briefly with the shotgun as joe alluded to oh my god okay let's talk about the fucking shotgun because every time he that's not how a fucking shotgun works okay every time he got hit and then it went like full all four limbs in the air sailing backwards like he got hit with a fucking truck i giggled so fucking hard it's like she shot him with a fucking elephant gun even if she had a slug in that shotgun that's not what would happen and second of all if she fired that fucking shotgun that close or, or that far away she'd have blown into pieces between ray and and sean and eric they all would have fucking been eating some lead <laughs> 
Oh my god, wait, you're right. Doesn't she shoot it from, like, the fucking steps? Dude, she shoots it from so far away that that spread is fucking hitting everybody. Not just Ray. Yeah, he sells it like he was five feet away, but even if he was five feet away and she shot him with that gun, first of all, that thing is huge, and like I said, I, it looks like an elephant gun. She'd have blasted his torso into 15 pieces. It would have cut him in half. <laughs> So Ray comes back and they can't stop him. And they're like, oh, everybody get back to the house. Get back to the house. And then Sean stands up and he's just like looking at Ray and Ray's looking at him. And he walks over and they're like, Sean, get out of there. And he's just looking at him. So Ray comes up and he's like, all right, just stand there while I kill you, okay? All right, great. Good night, son. <laughs> and, he's just, and that's it. He's fucking dead. Yeah, that's it. That's this this plot thread they spent so much time, well, they spent some time developing, is just tossed out the window. I mean, as shitty as it would be, there's like no one-liner there, like, oh, dad, or I love you, dad, or some shit like that. It's just silence between the two of them, and then he gets fucking gutted by a crowbar. It, it would have been, it, it would have been at least halfway decent if they had, like, a fucking Kylo Han Solo moment, but nope, nothing. So, Ray kills Sean. Stabbed, disposed of, moving on. And then somehow, they have enough time to pick up Sean and run into the house? Oh, that's because Eden, that's because Eden blasts him again from 100 feet away with more slugs. And yeah, they drag his carcass in the house, and then Cece's like, oh, wait, I know something, after knowing nothing. Uh, and let me tell you something. That's not how voodoo dolls work, all right? This was confounding. I have no idea what they were doing. Okay, I was like, okay, they're gonna make a voodoo doll Ray, fine. And they're like, oh, we need, like, blood. And she's like, oh, blood works best. And he's like, well, why don't we just fucking take Sean's blood, because he's his son. And I'm like, that is, that's not how that works. Like, also, how shit of a human being are you to be like, hey, my friend's dead. Let's use him as a fucking tool. Uh, I'd probably do it, honestly, if there was a fucking zombie dude, like, coming at me, and I'd do it. If I had to desecrate my friend's corpse in order to survive, you better believe I'm oiling up those temples and lighting some candles (laughs) and stabbing him in his fucking extremities. But unfortunately, this too, like most things, goes nowhere. Uh, it is, it is provably ineffective. I feel like anytime somebody, like, does something that is remotely looks like plot development they're immediately killed (laughs) like the movie doesn't want anything to be explained or like have any story to it they're like no we gotta we gotta we gotta snuff that fire right now it almost feels vindictive it's like the wwe oh my god don't get me started it's like the wwe anytime somebody actually starts to get like over they just fucking like kill their character oh they walk up and slit that dude's throat good night dolph ziggler have a nice night and that's what this movie feels like it feels vindictive like anytime you get some like a glimmer of like ooh something entertaining like it's almost like the director might come up and go no i wonder i wonder if the director of venom also now works for monday night raw it honestly wouldn't surprise me considering how terrible that fucking company is anyway that's a different that's a different rant for a different show that doesn't exist right now so cc comes back into the room like in a completely different costume <laughs> Because you need the right attire or else you can't mumbo, right? Yeah, and meanwhile, while, while she's getting ready for the ceremony, Eden's like, oh, you guys keeping an eye on Ray out there? Uh, oh, he's gone, by the way. Who? No one can fucking just look out the window and see if this guy's, like, still where they saw him last. Here's the thing. I'm jumping ahead maybe a minute or two. How do you not know that someone has walked up to your house and has rigged possibly a very, very heavy chain and hook to the, <laughs> the corner of your porch? <laughs> He can disappear into the swamp, which we'll get to, and, like, swim around really fast. I'm assuming his chain isn't two miles long, so I'm assuming he'd have to drive up pretty close to get this done. Did you see that fucking garage? He's got plenty of chain. Yeah, he got it from fucking Pinhead. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's got wholesale at fucking Cenobites or us, man. He's ready to go. You're telling me not only did they not see him, they didn't hear him drive up on the property and rig their house. He's outside fucking army crawling around the yard. He's like, ah, oh, they can't see me. Fucking Metal Gear theme is playing in the background. Dun, 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 dun. So Ray rips one of the pillars off the deck of the house. Now, this wouldn't happen. All that would happen is if you rip that pillar or if you broke that pillar. The house would have collapsed like a Jenga tower. No, it wouldn't. It would just, that part of the foundation would just start to sag. He literally rips a symmetrical piece of this fucking house away from the rest of it. He rips a quadrant of this fucking swamp mansion. Like the fucking wood floor was perforated <laughs> and the ceiling and the walls. And it just pops right out. Conveniently with two of our main characters on that section of the floor. Yeah, there's two people conveniently in that corner. So he rips it off and he turns around and Eric and Rachel are on this piece. And uh, they split. And then now I guess Ray can get into the house? Yeah, because the circle would have been broken. Yeah? I, I think that's bullshit, honestly. Yeah, okay, it's whatever. Ray gets in the house, and they, they stab Sean's leg a few times, and, like, Ray's like, my thigh, and he hits the ground, and then the only person who it c- could stop this person is then immediately, unceremoniously killed off. Well, Cece can't run because when he pulls the, the piece of house off, like, a big giant beam falls on her. Also, her death? Okay, remember how we ragged on Rawhead Rex for having, like, really terrible uh, practical effects for everybody's death? Yeah. This dude straight up slashes Cece throat and then what looks like like a scuff mark appears and she just falls over and dies and literally no blood no blood he slashes her throat that room should be like it should be a blood shower her jugular should be squirting all over the place that should be a horrible grotesque like it's a fucking horror movie give us the fucking goods and like, <laughs> it's also like a split second cut he's like wham slash uh, dead move on you think good was like i don't want that fucking blood on me <laughs> Don't blood me up. And they're like, oh, come on. Don't bl- <laughs> You better not bleed on me. Or they filmed a gory death scene and some idiot in a tux walked up who had never been on set before and was like, turn out the violence. And then walked away. There's probably some production stories about why this movie is so fucking sterile. Because it's based off a fucking script for a video game. That's why. Like you said, like, in between all of this shit, you would be, like, game playing. You'd be, like, you'd be going around killing people or trying to figure something out, like, unlock a door or something. Or something. Yeah, anything. Also, this is a video game. He would have taken her head off. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could have popped her head off like a cork. That's the real sin in this movie. Like, all of the goods just aren't there. That's what I said before, but this movie just, it feels like it deliberately withholds anything good from you on purpose. But it's rated R. Like, I should be seeing all this shit. I know. And for what reason? I, I don't know. Oh, because they drop a few F bombs oh no south park does that every fucking night yeah oh yeah language is evil and so are boobies which there wasn't even any nudity in this movie no so eric and rachel find uh muldoon's jeep and like pull it around the side <laughs> and then he's like oh come on come on get in the car eden let's go she jumps in the car and they and they speed off and then we get we get our chase scene our car chase scene in this movie which is like a mashup of like jeepers creepers and the t-rex pursuit of jurassic park yes which all ultimately leads to a bunch of dumbass teenagers killing their friend for no reason this is the dumbest shit i've ever seen okay okay ray uh, once again displays his uh unrivaled skills with a chain and a crowbar throws his chain from his car into the other car around rachel's neck and yanks her over to his truck perfectly which is kind of cool <laughs> it's awesome so then like someone from the other vehicle the our our heroes grabs over the ankles and now we have this looney tunes-esque struggle where Rachel is just suspended between two cars like the fucking hitcher or some shit 
And then, like, it, it goes on for a few seconds, then both cars look up and see, like, a conveniently forked road with a spiky tree whatever. The proverbial fork that's in the middle of the fork in the road. Yes. It's a spike. It's a fucking spike. It's a fallen tree with, like, this sharp-ass trunk sticking out. And they fucking watch their friend die because now they see it coming. It's like the fucking steamroll scene in Austin Powers. Everyone sees it coming. Okay, here's how you solve this. Ray has her. Let her go. Just let her go. What the... <laughs> And let her try to, like, figure it out. Let her go. Worst case scenario, Ray gets her. Best case scenario, she frees herself and jumps off the truck and maybe breaks her leg. I'd rather take that chance. I'd rather fucking take the chance with the undead the snake zombie Voodoman than fucking get impaled by a tree. Yeah. And then you're literally, like, pulling her out to fucking just get impaled. And they, they, first of all, these idiot characters hold onto her ankles. The whole, it is, like you just said, the steamroll sequence from Austin Powers. They're, they're clutching her ankles going, oh, no. And then just, like, let it happen. Eden Leader literally says like right before she gets impaled she's like oh no <laughs> and i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me like it happened i just started i'm like i'm chuckling i'm like you guys just killed your friend that is your fault <laughs> ray is only to blame because he's a fucking undead possessed killer you guys are blamed because you're inept <laughs> you're fucking rock stupid so then they end up back at the lagoon but they're in the more like swampy area of it one of the four locations we've been to we're now back to naturally you know mind the gators but we're coming in i was just gonna say that there are fucking alligators in there and you're just gonna walk right in there yeah it's not like it okay i lived in florida for a good ch chunk of my life alligators are very casual they'll crawl up into your backyard uh, they will sunbathe on your fucking driveway if they have the chance. That's Florida. This is, like, bumfuck Louisiana, where, like, an alligator, like, four alligators could be chilling in your backyard, let alone how many are sitting in the goddamn swamp. And we have locals that are just like, yeah, fuck it, let's just wade out into the fucking swamp. Like, that's the worst idea. That is the worst idea ever. And by the way, I'm fucking petrified of alligators, because when you're a kindergartner and one is at your back door, um, it, it's, that's a dinosaur. That's not a fucking reptile. That's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck it, man. We're writing for a video game. All right, this is the scene where, like, you go through the swamp, right? And, and, and he pops out of different places, and you don't know where he's going to pop out from. It's real scary. This was Killer Croc from Arkham Asylum. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Except 100 times less stressful. Right, like, I mean, I feel like on paper this could have, like, this probably didn't look that bad, but, like, in execution it was just, like, like, they couldn't decide on what they were going for. Were they going for something creepy or something like, like, an action movie or something? Like, like what were they trying to do in this scene? Honestly, the, the prospect of, like, being so scared of, like, an undead zombie that you run into the swamp that's filled with alligators and then, like, paying out, like, following up on that, like, oh my god, what if they're suddenly dealing with an alligator? alligator as opposed to dealing with ray who can teleport see there you go that would have been interesting and it could you could have done something with these fucking bland ass characters and like i don't know had an r-o-u-s moment from princess bride and had one of them fucking kill an alligator or some shit i don't care do something do something else besides suck please have fucking eric rip his sleeves off pick up an alligator and break it over his knee okay or yeah yeah he like wrestles with it yeah <laughs> that'd be all right i'd be okay with that i'd have taken anything at this point he, like snaps the fucking jaws in half he grabs it by the fucking jaws and just like king kongs it and just breaks its head in half i don't know man I, that'd be fine that'd be a cool scene that'd be really cool especially look seeing that little worm of a character do it oh i thought you were talking about ray <laughs> <laughs> no. i was like oh that'd be pretty sweet that'd be awesome too actually i just want a movie with ray in it i know like before he became venom yes it's a better movie just him like as the guy but we just follow him the whole time and nobody else it's like my dream of seeing a friday 13th movie told entirely from jason's perspective that's what this could have been you got that sweet voodoo element yeah exactly would have been awesome but nope 
We got this. There's a good movie in here somewhere, but it's just not in the runtime. To make another favorite Jason comparison, the movie I wanted to see was that dream sequence where Jason is like walking up to his like half sunken home with his like fucking bedroom and teddy bear. I'm like, whoa, stop. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm like, I had no idea how he lived. But this, yeah, this could have been you know, what we got and say we got this. And then we're back at the cemetery somehow. Well, wait. So so what happens to Eric? He, he kind of disappears like you don't really know what happens to him yet (laughs) i don't have an answer okay so it's not just me then i was like wait a second is he dead or or what one of the reasons i initially watched this twice was because as soon as we got to this point like i was so bored i just i got up and checked out i went and did something else because i was so fucking agitated by how just dull this was i was like uh he's fucking gone i don't care anymore and got up and like went to the store and got fried chicken so apparently the swamp is right next to the cemetery so eden goes back to the cemetery and she sees that mausoleum that's open again lacroix lacroix mm-hmm. crack one of those fuckers open would you and we're going to abercrombie gonna have some lacroix so she runs in- into this little mausoleum and she finds like his secret stash of like voodoo shit. Ah, Pomplamoose, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, right next to the Gomez Adams fucking family fortune. <laughs> yeah, the fucking bears in there and everything. <laughs> and there's like a there's two crypts on either side and on one side that's where he's like been throwing all the dead bodies. Which is, like, news to me, because, like, when does, like, especially in the last, like, ten minutes of the film, when did he collect all these corpses, especially of the recently deceased? I mean, you see him dragging them away, but how the fuck did he drag them to the place and then go back after them into the swamp? How did he get Cece's body when we saw him leave that house chasing these two idiots? I, I don't know, because it's fucking stupid. So she hears him coming, and she jumps into the pile of bodies and pretends to be dead. And guess who gets dumped in on top of her? Oh my god, I laughed so fucking hard when this happened. He gets thrown in, and I'm like, oh, okay, so he's dead. So then Ray starts performing this ceremony ceremony wherein he like steals the souls from these corpses which i don't really understand he does his best Ra's al ghul impression <laughs> <laughs> we find out that uh he's not really dead and he like opens his eyes and eden is looking at him and she's like oh god i can't believe he's dead he opens his eyes and she goes <gasps> she literally gasps the loudest gasp in fucking cinema history and then ray's like what the fuck was that ray, ray just walks up and just pops him in the head with a knife <laughs> He, no, he grabs a fucking screwdriver and he walks in. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he goes to he goes to grab Eden, and then he goes and then he starts like moaning to like get his attention away from her, and he picks this fucking dude up and just drives this screwdriver through his fucking skull, which is fine. But this is the part that's fucking bullshit. The whole time Eden is like pretty much sitting up looking at him and Ray. Yeah, how did Ray not notice the woman he's who has evaded him? Exactly is in the fucking crypt with all of his trophies. Not only is she right there, but she's wide-eyed watching him do this. <laughs> she's having a physical reaction to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what do you... How do you not see that right in front of you? Especially with the eyes in the back of his back. Yeah, those are the snakes, like, running through his body. Yeah, is that what that was? So, oh, yeah, so, this, so the snake... The evil voodoo snakes can, like, run through his body and, like, they peek out, like, holes... In his back and shit, so he's got, like, eyes in the back of his head. Oh! Okay, I got you. By the way, the movie has about ten minutes left. This is the first time you see this ability. See, you could have played with that, but nobody gave a fuck. It's like the fucking Ouroboros from, like, RE6. (laughs) Of all the games, you had to go to that one. The one I hate the most. The snakes are cooler than that whole game. So yeah, so he just he just disposes of Eric in a really comical way because like you're kind of led to believe like oh maybe these two have a future together because like maybe they'll maybe they'll fix the relationship maybe he'll be like maybe this town is too small we should leave together nope screw everything to the head and it's 
like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't see that coming. But then she like she tries she tries to stop Ray. Well, what was she thinking? She grabs a fucking knife and goes for one of the eyes and in, in on him. It's not a knife. It's a screwdriver. <laughs> oh, it's a screw. Oh, it, well, yeah. She rips it out of his head. Right. That is fucked. By the way, that is fucked. Like <laughs> she pulls a screwdriver around dead boyfriend's head. Yeah, but she was so surprised that he was alive, but doesn't think a fucking damn thing of pulling the screwdriver out of his head. Yeah. Oh, thanks for this. Uh, no, no problem. <laughs> My hangup was like, she shot this dude with a shotgun twice and it did nothing. What does she think she's going to accomplish with this thing? And where is she going to stab him? Is she going to stab him in the head? I don't know what she was aiming for. I thought she was aiming for one of the eyes, but then it clearly saw her, so that wasn't going to happen. Because it's stupid. That's, again, box art. Because it's stupid. Little quotes. (laughs) (laughs) Then they get into some kind of fucking fisticuff nonsense where they end up in the second crypt. They're like fighting each other, and he dispatches everybody in like two seconds. And, you know, she's the final girl, and I get it and everything, but like, make it a little bit more believable uh, okay forget believable what about exciting this is was so fucking dull like fucking monica kina has a better fucking display against both freddy and jason in freddy vs jason and i keep referencing that because it's the best 2000s era slasher okay that girl gets her ass kicked eden gets like thrown up against the wall but like with no repercussion she just gets the fuck back up he throws her into the into the um the little crypt there well they both like they both kind of like do like a what like a collar elbow tie up and then both end up in like the fucking crypt <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, she sets him on fire. Oh, yeah, she she hits him with a candelabra or something, doesn't she? Yeah, she, like, throws a bottle of whiskey or some shit at him, and he lights up on fire, and she stabs him with a candelabra and then, like, dumps him into this fucking crypt. But she she falls down there with him. Yeah, he, like, grabs her by the arm or some shit, and they fall on top of each other. And then, like, there's a gate down there for some reason. Why is there a door? I don't know, to separate? I don't even fucking know what. Like, a body goes in there. It's a fucking gate. Like, it's a gate with a lock and everything and shit. It's, I'm like, isn't that where you'd put a dead body? Why is there? What are you gonna cut him in half? Do you like stand up the coffins and put two in there? This is uh, this is where his body goes, and this is where we put his legs. That that's where they bury the cone heads. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's where they bury the people in like the magic shows where they saw you in half. Yeah. <laughs> This is where magic show victims go. Perfect for fucking Ray, then. Yeah, he's got he's got it made in the shade. So she finally pulls out the fucking necklace that Cece should have known how to use, and she, like, holds it towards him, and he's like, ah, fuck, you found my weakness. And then, like, snakes happen. And then fucking voodoo snakes come out, and they're like, hey, we bit that guy, no fucking problem, and you're, like, a foot away from us, but we're having a hard fucking time biting your ass. Yeah, we're snakes, and we have limited reach all of a sudden. Why couldn't they just, like, fly out at her? You're an animal made of length. Fuck off! That snake's gonna totally got her. Yeah, but now we also find out that, like, the snakes are inside Ray and are the driving force. It's not just the bites. So, like, they're animating this fucking corpse. He also acts independently from the snakes as well which doesn't make any fucking sense yeah oh this is where this is where a lot of shit just fall like so many things fall apart in a matter of a minute they just like throw it all out the window like what are the fucking rules here from this point the movie literally goes fuck it get to the finish line like snakes leaves his body like she climbs out of this fucking crypt and like raised down there like like fucking vamping down there by himself she, she pulls the snakes out with this fucking with this thing because they they want the talisman right for whatever reason yeah i i, I guess she somehow climbs uh, out of the crypt and like slams this giant heavy ass it's like a stone top yeah yeah the slab this by the way she climbs with no like footholds or anything to grab onto out of this like 15 to 20 foot drop down a cement she just like she fucking jedi jumps out of this fucking hole there's like a little foothold that she puts her foot in and she just like fucking flies out of it yeah and then slams this door which will this this will come up in just a minute don't worry she slams this heavy ass like stone slab down on the top okay 
this guy has flipped over a car and he can't lift the top of this sepulcher. Okay? I don't understand why he's having such a difficult time with this. I don't understand this entire moment because, like, as soon as she gets out, she has more. She pauses and, like, looks around the mausoleum and there's, like, a tipped over tricycle or something. What? And she, like, looks at it for a second. I'm like, was that supposed to mean anything? Like, did I miss some information? Does he miss his kid? Is that what that is so insinuating? I don't. I, I have no fucking clue. Who could care? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a thing, but we're not going to talk about it. Okay, cool movie. Again, that we're, we're just like glossing all over, like over all the plot points and just giving you the garbage. It's, I think there was a, there was a riff from Mr. Science Theater where I think like they're watching a film and it just fucking ends abruptly and Servo goes, oh, okay. All right, movie, get bent. Well, see ya. <laughs> that's what this whole thing so is. So now it's daytime and she jumps in, she jumps in Ray's truck and just knows how to drive this fucking giant it's not a Mack truck, but it might as well be. It's like a giant tow truck. It's a bit, like we said, it's a Jeepers Creepers truck. It's a big fucking vehicle. It's huge. And I just don't buy for a fucking second that she knows how to drive that thing. First of all, I don't know how to drive that thing. And I've had cars in my life. I'm assuming she's never had one. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's riding a bike all over the place. So, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, uh, keys, keys, keys. Oh, look, switch. Oh, I'll just press the button. Meanwhile, that other car is just sitting there. Yeah, the, the, the Muldoon's Jeep is just, why didn't she just take that? Why is she fucking around in the, in, in the truck? <laughs> I know, he's not using it. He's getting ripped up by a raptor in the bushes five feet away. Clever girl. So apparently somebody rolled a five or an eight because this motherfucker's out of this crypt now. <laughs> and um, he's after her again. You don't even see his miraculous escape. He's just outside. Teleportation. It's a hell of a drug. He's, yeah, he's like, he's like, fuck this climbing nonsense. I'm magic. <laughs> he's fucking voodoo magic, man. Fucking voodoo magic, man. I'm going to put myself outside. I knew I'd get one in there. I'm happy. <laughs> Put myself outside right in front of us. Get the crap out of her. Not only do I have to kill you, but I gotta take your soul. Yeah, and then we get a uh, we get a dollar store Jason Voorhees esque uh, slasher showdown, which it's bad with no tension, no physical danger, no 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 like no exchanging wounds or, or having any kind of like physical struggle. Like it's just it's fucking nothing. It's this shitty scene where she like jumps out of the truck. And, like, she's running through the woods, and then, like, hides behind a bush. And it's... And, like, the bush, like, shakes. Like, she's supposed to be there. Like, but, like... Like, it's the fucking... Like, it's the... the what is it? The, the Is it the singing bush from the Three Amigos? Yes! That's what it looks like! <laughs> but, like, it's so hilarious. It's, like, moving hilariously. This whole bush is, like, just... It's, like, shaking like it's fucking, like, on a... Some, like, a rig or something. It just looks so stupid. It might as well have spoken. Just went... Ooh. You're like, hey, I'm over here behind this bush. You see? You see? And then Ray walks up this bush and takes like 15 swings with a crowbar, all close up, quick cuts. So you can't see what he's swinging at, which means obviously she's not there. Yeah, well, he's cutting this fucking giant bush down. He beats this bush to death. Beats the shit out of it. <laughs> he's a hell of a landscaper. He beats this bush like Joker beat up Robin with that crowbar. <laughs> the only difference is he didn't blow it up afterwards. I killed your mom. See ya. <laughs> We hear the Jeepers Creepers truck horn off screen, and, uh... Why would she honk? That's what I want to know. Because we have to signify the fact that she's in the truck. I'm surprised she didn't just say, heads up! I'm surprised, uh, I'm surprised that, you know, we couldn't get that by hearing the loud, the loud-ass engine. I'm surprised we didn't get, like, a quip like, Yeah, fuck you, voodoo guy, voodoo man. Honk, honk, motherfucker. I'm gonna ring your bell. How's this for happy time? And then she, she, she rams him with this fucking truck, and instead of, like, just running his ass over, it, like picks him up on the grill and, like, carries him over to a very, very uncharacteristically large stump. There's, like, a plow on the front. <laughs> 
it looks like it looks like the front of like a freight train. Like you know how there's like a point. <laughs> Yeah, like the fucking cow catcher. Yeah, like a cow catcher. Like it's made for running shit down. And like, <laughs> yeah, she slams up against it. He pops into seven pieces. He explodes. And, and the movie is so sterile and without any kind of like gory kills, or whatever. It's so like I'm like that was completely unnecessary. Yeah, like it's just so over the top. And it's comical as shit. Like his arm goes flying, his leg goes flying, and then his body just kind of flops on top of the truck. And then she just gets out. And looks at it all, and then walks away. And then she got in that yellow Jeep. Did she really? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Oh, they, oh. they don't show that. It's <laughs> like, I fucking missed that part. <laughs> the fucking snakes come out, and it's like, oh, this, the, the voodoo snakes are still around. Look out, Venom Part 2, never coming out. Oh, yeah, fucking the presumptuous uh, bad guy ain't dead fucking sequel tease. Oh, he's dead, but the snakes are the snakes are looking for somebody else. The bad sci-fi channel CGI snake bites the camera, and then we're given some credits. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking hate it so much. And then it's like this shitty, like, Rob Zombie song, right? Oh, my God. No, it's like, at that moment, if you didn't know you were watching a mid-2000s slasher... You do now. This was it. It might as well have been, like, Disposable Teens by Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Man, that movie was so edgy and awesome. (laughs) This movie's a fucking turd. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't watch this ever again. (laughs) I don't have to. I've now watched it three times. You poor bastard. And in a different time, in a different timeline where this little project didn't exist, that's three times more than I ever would have paid attention to this movie. Because <laughs> this movie came out in 2005. You would have never watched it. I was past the point of no return. I was never going to watch this piece of shit. Which, by the way, to give everybody a little piece of information, nobody watched this piece of shit because it made 800000 at the box office. That's it. <laughs> 800 thousand how much was it made for i have no fucking idea but i guarantee you it was more than that (laughs) you know what's sad about that though that movie made more than osmosis jones oh Oh, that movie's got bill murray in it (laughs) this movie this movie had nobody that movie had a bunch of stars yeah okay i here's here we go i guarantee you it cost almost as much to get method man to be in this movie than this movie made i think that was like the whole budget was to get method man in this movie Crap, crap, we burned up our budget on hiring a rapper. That's why we can't do any cool kills. Fuck. It's a turd. It's I'm gonna quote my we all we all know Matt Carrion. Yes. Um he has a quote to sum up how he's when he saw Catwoman, he just said, Well, that was a movie. And this sure was a movie in that it meets the strict qualifications of actually existing as a film. Other than that, this film is nothing. This this movie's not a movie. This is a fart on a bus. It's it's nothing. It comes and goes, and then like afterwards, you're like, what? What was the point of anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say like you know you know just to start like rating it as far as like the dumpster is concerned, yeah. like where we put it in the dumpster. Yeah. And I was thinking like you know you take this movie and you just you you'd put it in the trash and you'd shove it as far down as you possibly could until you couldn't push anymore. And then just like years later, it's still in there. It's like in the corner of the dumpster. They can't get it out because it's just that big of a piece of shit that it's just like stuck in there. It's 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 in a box that's stuck to some like garbage grime. That's just like 
permanently glued this thing to the metal and it's never leaving that spot that dirty that dirty stain in the bottom of the fucking dumpster that never comes out of everything we've watched so far like this is the one that has like it's completely and utterly irredeemable like even even what we yesterday's target like it's a super weird convoluted time travel movie with one of the ball wins that's at least conversation worthy this is like hey hey what's venom about um uh, i don't know we were struggling through this whole fucking podcast <laughs> yes <laughs> Grasping at straws. Uh, voodoo guy kills some shit or something. You ever seen My Bloody Valentine? Have you seen any 80s slasher movie? No. Seen yeah. <laughs> my Bloody Valentine's yeah, good. fucking heads and shoulders above this piece of shit. Oh my god, every 80s slasher movie is like, fuck, Happy Birthday to Me is head and shoulders above this fucking movie. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, for sure. First of all, slashers were at their peak, obviously, in the 80s. Like, you can just grab a year and watch four or five, and you're like, those were all at least watchable. I, I harped on 2000 slashers for this whole episode for a reason. It's like, it's the death knell of the slasher genre. It's because it, it, think about it. When's the last big one we had in theaters? When did Valentine come out? Well, 2000, I think. Like 2000, 2001 ish. The My Bloody Valentine remake. That is okay. That's a good. That's that's actually one of the better ones. That one's really good. Alien Covenant devolves into like a better slasher than this fucking movie was. Uh, yeah, I, I'd rather watch Covenant than this. I didn't like Covenant at all. Covenant is, it, it's a, it's like Prometheus. We're like, half this movie's good. Half this movie is disposable. I don't know. I really like Prometheus. Didn't like Covenant. That's a different conversation for a different fucking time. Hey, I mean, may, maybe that fucking Groundhog's Day horror movie fucking that's coming out might be good. That looks really cool and I can't wait to see it. I, I'm not going to say anything about it until I see it. I don't, I can't think the last time, like you said, I think My Bloody Valentine is the last time I went to a theater and like had a, a fantastic time watching a slasher film. It was so much fun. It was 3D. You got Tom Atkins. Like, come on. Yeah, what the, like, who gets a fucking pickaxe to the fucking chin? And they're not shying away from anything in that. They're showing everything. No, he is, first of all, he gets the pickaxe to the chin and then fucking Harry Warden rips his chin off and flings it at the screen. It's so good. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Definitely, definitely one of the better remakes. And the original My Bloody Valentine rules. Oh, yeah. They're both good movies. And even, and what's at that same year, Friday the 13th remake came out a month before that one. When did, when did Texas Chainsaw come out? They were scattered throughout like 03, 05, because there was two of the ones that were made, remade from Platinum Dunes. Yeah. The big one was Texas Chainsaw. What was, and what was the other one? The Beginnings. Was it? No, 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 no. It was Hills Have Eyes remake and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, that's right. Right. Oh, I forgot the Hills Have Eyes remakes happened. That, that all kind of, that, that was a big cluster, right? I feel like there was a lot of horror movies that came out. It was just like you guys are saying, like specifically Slasher. I mean, there was like that hot moment too where like, um, you know, Saw got really big and like the body horror movies were big for like four or five years. The quote unquote torture porn movies. Which I think is a, the dumbest fucking term I've ever heard. I hate that term. The wrong people get the wrong idea. Like, oh, this is popular. Let's just make a movie that's just basically torture porn. Uh, but that's again, different conversation. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. First of all, the idea of making a slasher movie like in the 2000s is just mind-boggling to me especially one this like just like i said it's sterile there's nothing interesting about it i mean the one movie that i was thinking of you know you you could disagree with me for sure but like the only movie i could think of that this reminded me of was fucking hatchet which came after this movie. I think Hatchet is like one of the last places you can go to for like an unashamedly just proud to be a slasher movie movie. That's what Hatchet was. It was just Return to Basics. Yeah. Hatchet is also acting like an homage to like that genre. Yeah. And I, I mean, obviously there's other obvious, you know, similarities. Yeah. But then, but then if you look at the attempts to recapture that kind of magic, the fucking Nightmare on Elm Street remake fucking 
tanked because it's garbage and the uh the texas chainsaw movie which is called texas chainsaw is one of the worst cinematic experiences i've ever had in my whole life is that the one where go get him cuz oh my god fuck that movie spoilers for those hoping the new one's good it's not it's bad did you think it was going to be i thought it was going to be at least like look after the last one i thought the only way it could go was up and it's somehow in times worse and in times just as bad <sighs> I don't, we don't need any more. We don't need any more. Just fuck, fuck that whole thing. Say, uh, I'm guessing you guys would both place this at the very bottom of the fucking dumpster. Honestly, I would have tossed this thing into a fucking, like, a shredder and forgot about it. As it stands right now, I'm gonna set the goddamn dumpster on fire. Here's a good comparison. I got Duke Nukem Forever for free at GameStop for a buy two, get one free. I played two hours of it, and then I used the disc as a cup coaster. That's how much I gave a shit about that fucking game afterwards. I would do the same thing with this fucking movie. I would use it as an accessory. This is the worst one we've done so far for me. Easily. Everything we've watched has some kind of, like I said, novelty appeal. Like, Equilibrium has Christian Bale pre-Batman. Uh, like I said, Yesterday's Target has a Baldwin. Rawhead Rex is a weird Clive Barker bastard child. This is just, there's, like, you walk out of it and go, Hey, what was that? It was nothing. Please move on. All those movies that we've done so far are actually, like, watchable. And you can get some kind of enjoyment from it, but this has l nothing. It's just, a, it's just a vapid piece of shit. You can, like, fold laundry while watching this movie and not miss a thing. And at times, folding your laundry be more compelling. Oh, I found a quarter of my jeans. Fuck yeah. What's going on? Ray. <laughs> so yeah, bad movie. Never watch. So that's it. That's Venom from 2005, directed by Jim Gillespie. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Follow us at Movie Dumpster on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also check out our sister podcast, The Phantom Zone, hosted by our very own Connor McGraw. You can find them at phantomzonepodcast.wordpress.com. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thank you for visiting The Dumpster. So what do you think, man? You think I got what it takes? Huh? Do I got what it takes? Are people going to come through here and ring my bell? Huh? They're going to ring my bell? <laughs>